You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Genesis chapter 10, verses 1 through 32, the nations descended from Noah. We are told in five places in this chapter, verses 1, 5, 20, 31, and 32, that all nations descended from Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. No man is an island. We are all related. There is only one race, the human race, even with various colors and cultures. We are one species who can intermarry and reproduce. There is no place for racism within the human family. Scripture reiterates this in many places. Since God is the Lord of all flesh, and Jesus is Lord of all, therefore we cannot exclude anyone from the church, nor view the Bible as the property of any particular nation, nor must we say that every nation has its own way to God. These lists were included to show the origin of all nations, but were preserved primarily for the Jews alone, for the purpose of showing them where they and their neighboring nations came from, and to later recognize and authenticate the identity of Jesus the Messiah, who would descend from Abraham, Judah, and David. The sons of Japheth, who is uh, believed possibly to be the eldest, are listed in verses 2 to 4. These include the Medes, Madai, and the Greeks, Javan. We are told most settled along the coastland. This would have been around the Mediterranean basin. Next we have the descendants of Ham. Um, Ham was the youngest son, according to Genesis 9.24, but it is placed in this order because the descendants of Shem became the Jews who will be the focus of the rest of the book. The descendants of Ham are listed from verses 6 through 20. Many of these descendants fathered nations, many of whom became Israel's historic enemies. These include Egypt, Mizraim, uh, Canaan, Babylon, Shinar, Assyria, Asher, and the Philistines, Hittites, known as the sons of Heth, Jebusites, who were the early inhabitants of Jerusalem, Joktan, Arabia, the Amorites, who lived in Canaan, along with the Hivites and Girgashites. The change from place names to words ending in ite, I-T-E, represent the people groups who lived there. So some of these are the people groups that will be dispossessed by Israel. And this would not be merely for the sake of Israel, but on account of their own sins. It would also not happen right away. God would tell Abraham, In the fourth generation your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. So this chapter also names familiar cities like Babel, Nineveh, Sodom, Gomorrah, Sidon, and Gaza. In the midst of the lists of places and people groups, our attention is called to one notorious individual descendant of Ham. His name is Nimrod, and his name means rebel. Matthew Henry says, Tyrants to men are often rebels to God. He was a powerful leader and was known as a mighty hunter. In one sense, he was the prototype of Israel's enemies. Nimrod is mentioned again in Micah 5.6, where Assyria is called the land of Nimrod. He was also a great builder, building two notable cities, Babel, which we'll read about in the next chapter, 
and Nineveh, which was the capital city of the Assyrian nation. Assyria itself came from Asher, who was a descendant of Shem. Babel eventually became Babylon. Both Babylon and Assyria together would destroy Israel and deport its people in the future. God will speak about Babylon through the prophet Jeremiah and say, People of Israel, declares the Lord, I am bringing a distant nation against you, an ancient and enduring nation, a people whose language you do not know, whose speech you do not understand. Ham may have had a better land than his brothers, but it was the descendants of Shem that were blessed by God and then became a blessing to the whole world through Jesus the Messiah. Genesis 12, 1-3 So the separation of nations is according to languages, families, and lands, and this is anticipating the story that will be recounted in the next chapter. And this was written by Moses much later, looking back at nations that are are already well established by the time he writes to teach the children of Israel their origins. And finally, we have the descendants of Shem in verses 21 through 31. As I said, verse 21 implies that Japheth was the eldest. It says, sons were also born to Shem, whose older brother was Japheth. But the marginal note changes it to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. And this is likely correct. And Genesis 9.24 calls Ham Noah's younger son, but most believe he was the youngest. Yet the list of Noah's sons is always Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But ultimately, the order doesn't matter. The Shemites became the Semites, or Semitic peoples. Eventually, the name became associated only with Jews, but they were originally a larger group. At this point, it was the beginning of the land of Persia, Elam, which is modern-day Iran, Syria, Aram, or the Aramites, Assyria, Asher. A few other familiar names are mentioned, like Uz, the place where Job lived, Arphaxad, who was in the genealogy of Jesus, Peleg, whose name means division, so, so named because it was during his lifetime that the nations were divided, and this again looks forward to the scattering of the nations at Babel. Another name is Eber, which is the root for the word Hebrew. Also, Ophir and Havilah are famous areas for the mining of gold. 1 Chronicles 1, 1-28 has a selective genealogy from Adam to Abraham that corresponds to this list. And all of these nations began in Mesopotamia, sometimes called the Fertile Crescent or the Cradle of Creation. The Tigris and Euphrates rivers dissect the region. Any other nations were descended from these nations, who, we are told again, were the sons of Noah. So all the physical characteristics of the whole race were present in the genetics of Noah, his sons, and their wives. The nations go their own ways, but there are always believers and unbelievers. The sin cycles begin again, but that is not without hope. From the first promise of the gospel in Genesis 3.15 to the cleansed earth, we see God's plan of redemption moving forward. Man's sin and rebellion will not stop his desire to save and to bless. We are given this background chapter to show where all nations came from, but particularly the nation of Israel, who would be hearing this from Moses and know that the story of Abraham, the father of the Hebrews, is coming next. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ are an application to the Gospel, 
do we find in this chapter? While there is only one race, the human race, as this chapter demonstrates, God calls himself the God of all mankind in Jeremiah 32:27. Paul preached in Athens that from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. In Ephesians 3:14 and 15, he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Jesus is Lord of all. Acts 10.36 and Romans 10.12 So because of God's redemptive plan unfolding, the blessing of Noah on Shem meant that the descendants of Shem that were blessed by God and then became a blessing to the whole world through Jesus the Messiah. This chapter lists 70 nations that descended from the sons of Noah. When Israel went down to, Se- to Egypt, there were 70 of them. The Egyptians mourned for Israel 70 days. Moses chose 70 elders to help him. Israel was exiled for 70 years. The Sanhedrin in the time of Jesus consisted of 70 men plus the high priest. Jesus sent out 70 disciples. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Genesis chapter 11. May God bless the study of his word.